Welcome to FinTech's DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of FinTech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Yasmin Desai, product lead at Wayfair and board member at Innovate Her. She is here to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. Yasmin, it's great to have you with us. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. So let's start off. What do Wayflyer do? Wayflyer has been around for around four years now. You can think of us as a form of alternative financing. We basically finance e-commerce companies and provide revenue-based financing that's super flexible to help them grow. So as long as you've been around for six months and have an average monthly revenue of more than 10K, then essentially what we can do is provide you with the right amount of financing that you need to help you grow and supercharge your growth all on flexible terms. So instead of having to take a fixed rate, for example, what we will do is we're, we're here to power you. So if you take a good month in August and you've done really well, then we'll take a percentage of that. If in the next month, then you don't do so well, again, we're only going to take the percentage of sales that you do. So we're here for you as opposed to working against you, which some of the traditional lending companies tend to do. That's amazing. And to hear that shift in how you partner with your clients is brilliant. Tell us a bit more about your role in product. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a product manager within Wayfire. That means that there's two teams that I lead, and that's within the growth and acquisition space. Typically, it involves anything from running what the team's sort of priorities are and what we're going to work on sprint by sprint. But mainly the the core of the role is really ensuring that we are growing the product in the right way for our customers. So it's really being the advocate for our users and ensuring that we're building the right thing at the right time for them. Tell us a bit more about product as a career, because I know you're super passionate about it being a great career for people. So share some more. Yeah, I think product had such a boost recently, and I think rightfully so as well. A lot more companies are picking it up that it's a role that they need in the company. And also there is a slight want for a better term that people really want to be product managers they're really eager for it there's been such a huge boost in product management courses even some universities teaching it as well which is really great to see i think the core of why it's a really interesting role is that to me it's actually one of the closest roles that you can get to being a ceo without being a ceo so it is one of the paths that you can use to get to to that kind of level if you really want to there's a lot of decision making and I think for people who like to have autonomy and be empowered to make decisions sometimes too many decisions (laughs) but that's the right place to be so if you like coordinating if you like to be the voice of the customer if you like to make decisions and drive metrics then that really is the right role for you so it can be super empowering it can be really satisfying as well when you learn but also when you fail as well because a lot of product is about learning what doesn't work and then making sure that you understand why and use that to steer you back into the right direction of what works. And I'm so excited that you're sharing that on a podcast like this because a huge part of our mission on this podcast series is to reframe the perception and the reputation within fintech and the opportunities that are there for people and I know this is something that you're quite passionate about as well because fintech hasn't necessarily had the best reputation for its inclusivity and I wanted for you to share what it's been like for you as a woman within this space. Yeah so I've worked for two companies that are fintech companies very different ends of the spectrum I guess you could say 
so yeah I won't lie and say that it's all been amazing because it absolutely hasn't and there are situations where sometimes you sort of do realize and sit up and, and think oh hang on a minute in that 12 person meeting I was the one woman that sat in that meeting it becomes a bit more real when you're in the room with them and I think that I prefer actually being slightly offline then and on and being able to join on video I think that the representation for women in fintech we have a long way to come I am really enjoying seeing companies take on and be more flexible in their maternity leave policies paternity leave policies as well but I really think that that's just the start so I would have to say in general I've had I've had good experiences okay there's never really specific times where I think oh my god this is not worth an industry being in I think it's complex I think it's interesting I think it's a huge space and we're only going to see more growth in fintech but I think that largely yes it is quite male dominated which isn't always a bad thing I think that the industry is looking to move towards changing that but I think that that we're very far from it at the same time. And that takes me quite nicely onto the next question because I know that you're quite active in championing inclusion, as am I, but how far do you think we have come? It's hard not to be quite critical of this, right? Like sometimes you'll see representation in the right places, you see it in women in fintech panels or even just diverse panels, right? And so that does give hope and does allude to the fact that things are changing. I think though where it's slightly slower to change in terms of pace is in hiring practices but also where companies are lacking to retain those people as well I think is where we need to do a lot so I I, I mean I can't say I know all the stats behind this but I I know that there's a lot a big push for people understanding that women in tech tend to leave around the age of like 30 35 so, you know, they kind of do the hard graft in, in the years and then they get to burnout or they just have had really bad experiences that mean they leave the tech industry. And that to me is such a fundamental problem because then you end up having this really strange divergence of people who are super young and early in their career who are women. And then you have older people who have been in their career for a really long time and then not really anything in the middle. And I think for companies that do appreciate that you need a full diversity in age and representation in background, that that gap isn't okay and we need to do something about it and so I think not to appeal to the stereotypes here is that it tends to be appealing when you're in that early stage of your career when you're hungry when you're okay to do the long hours when you do want to learn and 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 gain all the knowledge possible but then we're not doing enough to retain people there and I think that sometimes that is because you're in environments where it is a bit doggy dog unfortunately Wayfire is absolutely not that But I also consider that Wayfire is kind of an exception to the rule. There are companies, unfortunately, where you'll see a big drop in women who who stay on in in their middle ages. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's great to hear that Wayfire has got it right. And it's great to see that there are more companies that are working harder to get it right. But you know, it's podcasts like this, it's it's people like you that are sharing your experiences and, and the drivers for change. So in your opinion, what would you like to see more of to really instill more of that genuine, authentic workplace inclusion? I think there's a couple of things. So on the hiring side, I think that it's really important that companies take the ownership of ensuring they've got diverse pipelines. And that can be done through a variation of ways. I know that in a previous company that I worked in, we had a rule where if you had 
candidates at the offer stage, you weren't allowed to actually give an offer unless you had an equal representation of diverse candidates at that same stage. And so that forces you to go out and fill your own pipeline firstly, but it also forces you to ensure that you're comparing people like for like at that stage as well. Not all companies do this. I do think that, yes, it's hard to do, but I think that actually we have a duty to do it as well. I think that secondly, and I really don't think this is talked about enough, I haven't seen it everywhere. And as much as Wayfly is doing a really good job, we also still have more to do. I would really like to see job shares. I haven't seen it. Maybe it does exist. And please, please reach out to me because I'd love to see it and compile a list. But I think that where fintech is, it is quite demanding. It is very fast paced. And typically the jobs that are included in, in fintech and, and also any tech actually, and, and largely any company <laughs> by far and wide, requires a lot of dedication and a lot of hours. And not everyone can do those hours. And so specifically, you know, you don't really tend to see, I'm going to go deep into product management here, but you don't tend to see product management being job shares. If they are, it tends to be sort of in the government that it allows that if you're working in that area. But you don't see startup scale-ups, even larger companies doing job shares. And I think that that is so important because you're just turning away people before they can even, you know, begin to even think of working for you um, because you don't allow for it. So I'd really like to see companies being able to offer more flexible policies like that. Childcare as well, I think is a big, you know, thing for a lot of people, women and men alike. It's much harder, I think, these days to consider family planning, raising a family, especially if you want to stay in cities like the capital. So with this resurgence of companies asking for people to come back to the office, I think actually is a danger to then, again, excluding people who can't do that or don't have the flexibility to do that because then they're then forced to go back to the capital or the next biggest city to get into that office and then as a as a result have a lot less money because of it as well. Yep, I totally agree. And thank you so much for sharing your opinion, your experience, opening up on the wonderful world of products and the opportunities that we could all have across this industry if we could open our minds to share jobs, which I've heard a number of times. It's only Tuesday and I've heard it. This is the fourth time I've heard someone mention this within my Women of Fintech um, podcast uh, community. <laughs> so um, it's it's definitely something we need to do more of. And Yasmin, thank you so much for joining us on Fintech's DEI discussions. Thank you.